how far I have to go, there's always the next thing. There's always the next thing. I'm never going to hit that. So if I'm always like, oh, I'll be happy when I get to this, that that just will lead me to being living an unhappy life. And well, why? That's that's crazy. I don't want to do that. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Well, hey, Tim, thank you so much for joining us today on The Gentle Art of Crushing It. So as we're introducing you, um, please just take some time to tell us a little bit about yourself or a lot and, you know, about yourself, your background, and please share something with us that most people wouldn't know about you. Okay. Yeah. So I am, let's see, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm into mobile home parks. I currently have nine of them. Um, I was a nurse prior um still have my nursing license just quit two years ago a little over two years ago um and yeah i mean i like we were just talking i have a band that i sometimes write stuff with because i love music also um and yeah uh that's that's me in a nutshell man yeah i love it and um we first chatted i think uh, i don't know a few weeks ago maybe a month or two ago and um then you sent me a link to your band sleep war and so i didn't know what to expect but definitely honestly was blown away because um like i said i didn't know what to expect and you know with that being said i'm a musician also i've been you know playing in bands and writing music for like a long time and so i'm a little bit of what i call like a music snob that's just going to happen over time as you continue to play music you're going to go after the more musically inclined bands right so Definitely was impressed, am impressed with Sleep War. And so, you know, we were talking a little bit before recording about some future songs that, you know, will be coming out. And so looking forward to hearing those as well. But huge fan of Sleep War. So love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I just one of those things I enjoy doing. It's great to have those things, those passion projects and those things we can get lost in time doing and um you know, it's, it's good for the soul. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many interesting things to do in life, you know, find what, uh, you, you think is meaningful and just do it, you know, do it unapologetically and do it just for yourself. Um, that's yeah, there's, you know, don't, don't be so two dimensional. Like everyone should be three dimensional, you know, have things that are interesting, but that's what I think at least. Yeah, I agree. And I think we need to have fun a part of our life and have fun frequently. It's awesome for just the all around, you know, um, body, mind and spirit. Right. So love that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, <laughs> thanks. Awesome. So, yeah, with that being said, let me ask you this, you know, um, how do you define success? And would you say that you've discovered it and where did you discover it? Um, I mean, success and what, right? That's such, that's such a big question. Um, but like, like wealth success is, 
to me is, you know, a, a set number of net worth and, and, you know, cash flow coming in and stuff like that. Um, but I'd also say like every time I'm asked a question, like what's my definition, it's always moved forward a little bit more. Right. So I don't want to be the person who reaches his goals and then is like, well, I've got nothing else. So it's like, okay, like, I feel successful now. I feel great. You know, I'm, I'm, I've had a great 2023. I'm going to keep doing well. I, I know how to do mobile home parks. I like the asset class. Um, but like, like I am successful now. I was successful last year when I didn't know what the hell I was doing after quitting nursing. Um, I was successful when I was a nurse before I left. Um, I, I think, that's more of a mindset than anything, you know, like I want to uh, recognize the gains and not the gaps, you know, like the gap in the gain read, you know, Ben Hardy and uh, Dan Sullivan, right? Good. I haven't read that book, but I read 10 X is, is easier than two X. And they mentioned that book uh, about how like pay attention to how far you've come. Don't pay attention to how far you have to go because for me, and I think for everyone, I don't know, but at least for me, uh, the like how far I have to go is always there's always the next thing. There's always the next thing. I'm never going to hit that. So if I'm always like, oh, I'll be happy when I get to this, that that just will lead me to being living an unhappy life. And well, why? That's that's crazy. I don't want to do that. It is crazy. And I love what you said, you know, because success is a mindset. So ultimately, the way that I'm interpreting that is choose to enjoy life right now, choose to feel successful right now. And then you tied in, you know, focus on the gains that we've made over, you know, where we were a couple of years ago. Um, you also, t you also touched on, you know, leaving your position as a nurse. So um, can you share with us a bit about like, hey, you were shooting for a certain cash flow number so that you could walk away, what that felt like? What I've noticed is that when people do go full time into real estate investing, they'll almost kind of have like a identity crisis. And so what was that like for you? Um, I definitely had an identity crisis and it took me like a year and a half to really get my bearings, you know? Um, yeah, it's weird going from work to not work um, or not structured work, um, working for someone else. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of like figuring things out and like a lot of freaking out, a lot of roller coaster ups and downs. Um, but, you know, I just I joined different groups like, you know, uh, the deal room with Yaden and Jennings Smith, just being around people who were doing what I wanted to do. And then joining Action Academy with Brian Lubin, you know, he has really helped me like to narrow down what I'm doing. So I don't feel all over the place. So it's like, okay, how about I just focus on the three things that are going to move the needle for me and make it so I have a meaningful, fulfilled life. Whereas every, you know, all of life wants to pull me in a thousand directions. So I can't do that. So what, what are the things that are really going to make a difference in my life? I love that. And, you know, I love Brian Lieben as well. That's where we met is in the action Academy. And, um, yeah. So 
with um and you also said you had a great year for 2023 would you would you say some of that is due to getting clarity on those the, the where you should be spending your time where your focus should go yes 100 percent um so 20 okay i quit nursing september 2021 uh all of last year 2022 i was trying to wholesale single family homes even though I don't really like that, but I like the money that people were making. And that's, you know, I learned that mistake. If I'm only following the money, then I'm not going to be making the money. Like if I don't love the process, then it, it's just not going to work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so this year I narrowed it down. Hey, I really like mobile home parks. How about I try that? Uh, like just focus on that, you know? And so you asked about cash flow and whatnot. I did not have replacement cash flow coming in. I had a lot of money saved, a lot for me, because um, I, I sold a condo that I had. And so I got a lot of money and then I had like a little bit saved up just from working and whatnot. But like, no, I jumped in with okay, like knowing, okay, I have a little bit of cash coming in. And then yeah uh just did it just did it because i knew if i didn't do it then i would never do it so i just did it with that that cushion and honestly like at the beginning of this year i was looking at getting another nursing gig because i was <laughs> i'd gone through all my cash you know and and spent a lot of money lost a lot of money in the wholesaling uh you know the wholesaling gig that i was trying to do and so yeah, man, I just did it, but I, I figured it out. Um, I definitely wish I had someone to be like, get clarity on what you want to do before doing it. But I mean, I live and learn, right? Yeah, that's the best way to do it is live and learn. And I, I love the fact that you went for it. Um, you know, I, I believe if you hadn't have, hadn't have went for it, it would have just got harder and harder for you to eventually do it. This is, I think, some people how are they 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 put their dreams out to pasture, right? They let their dreams die, and uh, that's that's not what we want for any of us. Um, so, and I actually similar to you, um, you know, tried to make wholesaling work. I didn't make I, I did make a little bit of money, but literally hated it. I hate cold calling people. I'll do mm. it. Um, you know, and and so yeah, I'm not anymore. And I'm glad. And, and um, so from that, how did you uh, decide to get into mobile home parks? How did you get into your first one? Well, so I did, you know, mobile home parks way before, well, way before, uh, a couple of years before getting like quitting nursing and going into wholesale. Um, so I bought, I bought my first, you know, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like everyone and like asset liability. Those are new words to me at the time. And so I just did a deep dive and like, okay, how do I do this? So that led me into bigger pockets, which led uh, me to an interview with Frank Rolf, the OG mobile home park guy. And then just me liking it. And because I liked it, I, you know, I nerded out on it and I did a deep dive and, and I figured out the ins and outs of it. I mean, not everything. I still don't know everything. Uh, and I probably will never know everything, but I knew enough to pursue. And so I found one for sale, contacted the owner and did it. Um, and it, you know, everything was scary about it because I was green. 
Uh, calling the owner was scary. Going up to see the park was scary. Making the offer that was way lower was scary. Like everything was scary. I had reason behind the low offer. I wasn't just lowballing, but that's still super scary. But you know, I felt the scary. I felt the the anxiety, and I moved forward with it. You know. Yeah, I love that. You, you didn't allow it to hold you back. And, you know, again, speaking of people who allow their dreams to to die, it's like they're letting their fear, you know, define them really like this fear is going to keep you in this role in this role and breaking through is not easy. It's uncomfortable, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, and, and I have to say, I like identify with you, we're, we're actually closing me and a couple guys on a motel today. And I'm like honestly, twenty five percent freaked out. You know, fifty percent excited. The other twenty five percent, like you know, just doesn't know what's going on, right? But like, we're <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna move forward as fast as we can and get this thing dialed in asap. And um, but but definitely can can uh, relates to all those like emotions that you just share with me. Um, would you mind please sharing with us one of the one of your favorite successes that you either solely created or were a part of and maybe one of the most valuable lessons that you learned from it? Um, well, let's start with the valuable lesson. So none of my successes are like solely created by me, right? I'm a part of something bigger than me. I am good at like two or three things and I work with people who are good with all the other stuff. And it took me a long time to realize that. So like even my first deal, I'm, you know, 50-50 on it, but I did most of the stuff and I I do most of the stuff. But like this year, I'm building out a team uh, to work on in-house property management. Um, And part of like my big success this year is because I did partner with people. You know, I didn't hire, I partnered, I mean, I'm partnered on all my other deals, but I partner specifically like, okay, I'm going to do this. Dave, you do this. Dan, you do this. Tom, you do this. And, you know, we each have our strengths and each have our weaknesses and we meet every week and we just close stuff together. And it's like, (laughs) it's good because it's like, it's friendly, you know, it's like, like I enjoy talking with them and shooting the shit with them. Right. I just enjoy uh, just, you know, whatever, joking around with them, but like, also we, we get stuff done. So it's, it's, it's something that I have been looking for, for like, it feels like years, like, like, yeah, I'm partnered on all my deals with other people, but I don't, didn't have like a set team of people to like go for deals, you know, like, let's take this, let's take this, let's take this. It was all, all this like one-off partners. Um, and everyone's been great, but this, this team is like, man, we're getting stuff done, you know, and we're like on the same, the same wavelength and the same, uh, uh, like looking, you know, to get creative, to get deals done this year. So it's working out really well for us. That's huge. I'm, I'm a big fan of partnership and, you know, I think part of what you're touching on, you know, is, or I guess what I'm hearing from you is that you have excellent culture, right? So you you get along well, and you know I I, I so I have I've been in a lot of different bands, right? Punk bands, uh, metal bands, indie rock bands, and what I discovered over time was that what matters most 
you know, is the friendship, right? Make sure you can get along with these people. And then second most is work ethic, right? Do you guys mm-hmm. want to actually produce results? And so it's it's kind of interesting how life can teach you lessons from all different, you know, avenues. And um, I, I really love that you've got a team that's clicking well that you actually do, you know, get along well with also because, you know, it does, it does also remind me of Brandon Turner when he sort of wrote out his vivid vision for Open Door Capital. He was like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be amazing. And um, it sounds like what you all are building over there. So it's it's really inspiring. Yeah, it has to be fun for me to be interested. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I like to joke. I like to laugh. I like to have a good time. And like, if it's not fun, then what's the point? So like... Sure, you know, I, I know the business, I know how it works, but like, you know, I, I, I was just at the bank uh, getting things notarized for evictions, right? So all this eviction paperwork file, mail out and whatever. And the, the, uh, the person who was notarizing them was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, look, that's just part of the game. You know, it's just how it is. Sometimes people don't pay until you file an eviction on them. And I was like, most of these people will pay and they'll stay. And I like that, you know, I'd prefer. Um, But like, you know, there are just some people who get so angry about stuff like that. And like, I think I would venture to say, you know, the the courts I've been into, like the eviction courts, the, uh, the recurring ones I've been to, the judges know me and they know that me and my partners are fair. And like, we don't want to, get people out like we're not like it sucks it's a crappy situation but like we don't take it personally and we're not angry and we're not you know whatever like if you can't pay you gotta go that's it but like we we would like for you to pay but like i don't know taking things so seriously it's such a stressful thing you know yeah, you know, and I'm I'm actually like really getting that from you. You know, I've I've known I don't know maybe a, a, a few handfuls of people in my life that actually just enjoy life, like pretty much all the time, right? And now we're kind of talking about the success mindset again, right? So I'm really getting that vibe from you. And sometimes people will not pay until they know you're serious about you know eviction, unfortunately. And that's that old saying, right? It's just business. Like, and I really, it's typically thrown around like in a, like a harsh, horrible, you know, sort of manner in movies or whatever. But if we use that, if we like just, you know, can separate our emotions from that, um, you know, cause that's really just all that it is. And all, all that, you know, all of our money, all of our success could be taken away from us, but our character was always going to go with us. Right. So, mm. you know, I, I love that. And honestly, what w- would you say you pretty much enjoy life most of the time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to have a good time with it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, I get bogged down in stuff like everyone do- else does, you know, but like I, if I can make a joke about it, I prefer that to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a way to go. Take all the power and all of the heaviness out of it, right? Yeah, and you know, the thing is, I I I like all the people. You know, all the people, even the people I'm evicting, I like them as people. They're fine. They just they didn't pay and they gotta go. Like 
sometimes I get a little pissy about it. You know, I'm not above it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Like, this didn't work out for you. I hope that whatever, like, let's leave on good terms. I, I have no ill will towards people because ill will towards people hurts me. It doesn't hurt them. So that's how I like to live, man. Yeah, there's an old saying that I really try to remember, which is resentment is sort of like swallowing poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of sort of like heavy topics, would you mind sharing with us one of more your more incredibly difficult experiences and like, you know, walking through that and what you learned from that? No. Oh, um, yeah, sure. So on the first deal I ever did, the first mobile home park, which is the first deal. Um, there were two partners, uh, and there's only one right now because the other partner, as soon as we closed, you know, I'm checking the bank account and all of a sudden I see, uh, charge to Outback Steakhouse or a charge to, you know, Staples Unrelated or like all of a sudden, you know, all this cash is gone and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And you know that lots of people like they they try and make like a, a, a sense of of why they're doing some stupid things and you know he was like well i'm not you know i did all this work to get this park closed i should get something from it and i'm like no dude that's not how it works like now's the time we got to do work we we're not planning on taking any money and any you know one thing leads to the next and you know, there's just, God, it was like, it must've been like 12 grand or something that was like taken in between like credit card spending. And then just like money taken from the account. Um, it took me, took me probably almost a month to realize all this money was going missing and then just putting like a stop on the account. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when my partner, my current partner and I found that out, like we confronted him, he was, uh, uh, it was, it was so much drama. It was so stupid. It was so much drama. And like, like, when are you going to pay us back? When are you going to pay us back? And just like a lot of negativity, a lot of crap, uh, like through texts and a lot of like him being shifty and like, oh, uh, okay. So even, even further. So we closed the park and my, uh, in the operating agreement, my current partner, he wasn't even on the operating agreement. It was like super, super like, don't do this, right? Don't do that. Don't give money to someone who's not going to put you on the operating agreement. If anyone, you know, yeah. whatever, learn from our mistakes. So um, I was like, you know, we closed and I was in Costa Rica when we closed. So like that also had some, uh, he, he had some, you know, ability to do some of this stuff because of that. But so we closed and I was back and I was like, okay, we need to get Nate, the good partner, the current partner. We need to get him on the operating agreement. So he actually owns what he put money into. And then it was like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. And then like a lot of us trying to set up like times to see him and like get a mobile notary, but he's just like skirting around the issue. And finally, uh, you know, finally we got him to sign that. So, you know, Nate's officially part of the business. And then it was, uh, I mean, so we had like a sewer issue and I think 
I don't remember everything that was said because honestly, there was a lot of nastiness. I could, I can be nasty. Um, and it was something like, well, we're all going to have to do a capital call because the plumbers came by. They said we need to redo all the sewer lines. And that was true. He did say it. he was just a bad plumber who was trying to scam us. Uh, so we never went through that. But I said that and he said, well, I'm not making any money off of this. So I'm going to leave. And, you know, I had already talked to an attorney already got like paperwork drafted for like the, uh, 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 you know, him leaving the, the company and all this. And he finally left. But man, it was it was just stupid drama. Like, I hate that stuff. It's it's so needless, you know, like all he had to do was not be a jerk and steal from the company. And he would be a third owner. Uh, you know, we split it. 33%, you know, one third owner of a park that's now probably worth 1.2 that we bought for 250. So come on now. Like you messed up, bro. Big time, you know, in, in not not having the bigger vision, you know, just being able to see small what's in front of them. And that's horrible. I mean, that's like one of the worst. I'm sure that, you know, obviously they can get a lot worse, but um yeah i had the realization like last night i'm like uh, these guys are actually trusting me with a lot of money if i was a schmuck like that guy and decided i wanted to take some money and run um i wouldn't this because this small amount of money is not worth a i would never hurt somebody or do that to another person because i'm like you i really like people a lot like you can you know similar to you if i was going to evict somebody i'd want the best for them still and i'd you know would love to have still a lasting relationship with them but um secondly you know that's completely destroying like you know your integrity your reputation third prison's a real thing fourth how far you get like what there's like it's a really really bad plan yeah uh yeah, I'd be kicking myself right now for sure. But yeah, sorry you had to go through that. However, Dude, I learned sound like, yeah. yeah, it sounds like the deal was worth it anyways, right? Oh, yeah, it's a great deal. I still have it. I love it. It's it's my first deal and it is doing me well and I'm very happy with it. And yeah, dude, I know it's crazy. Like uh, anyone who's starting out, like just realize you'll be in this for a long time. Your word is important. Your like you being honest is important. Your character is important. Like you can't you can't really screw people over and expect to stay in deals. I mean, maybe last I heard he he's out of the state. So who knows? Uh, but man, that stuff catches up. It's a small world. It's a small, small world. It does catch up. And I think it's similar to the resentment statement where if you're getting over on other people, you're actually harming yourself while you're trying to harm the other person. Right. And we're taking our character with us. Mm -hmm. So, but I love that the, the deal was like an absolute home run for y'all anyways, you know? So, um, very cool. Um, let me shift the conversation a little bit. I love to ask this question, which is, you know, if you were to go back to age 18, knowing what you know now with your experience and everything, what would you do differently, if anything, to fast track your success? Uh, I'd say stop drinking so much. <laughs> That's that, that, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop drinking, stop using, stop. That would have been a great one for the me too. Shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. 
So, and there's a lot of that dis- destructive behavior, which I'm still working on, like trimming the fat. That's a sort of a process that we continue to work on. Right. But yeah, I love that advice. Oh yeah. That, and that's, that's a big thing. Everything else, whatever would fall in place, whether or not it's real estate or whatever, like it, 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 it would have set me up so much better in terms of like, I just got to the point where that like I was obsessed of, of about it, you know? And so like, if that was completely out of the picture, my like, when it got completely out of the picture, then my brain could focus on things that were like meaningful, you know? I do know and a little too well. And, you know, from my experience, and I think everybody's is different, even after you stop, if you got a stint. So for me, you know, it was 10, 12, like 13 years. Okay. Your mind, your soul, your body has to heal from that. Right. So if you take that, if I was to take that completely out of the equation at age 18, um, I would be much further at this point in time, again, in, in music and in real estate investing and just, you know, success as far as like enjoying life. Right. Because I think Mm -hmm. there's also this spiritual aspect to us that needs healing as well, you know? Oh yeah, definitely enjoying life. Like whether or not I'd be rich and rich and famous or whatever, like I would have just like been, been better, like more in tune with myself earlier and more able to enjoy things, uh, you know, for what they are. So that's gold right there. That's a process for me that I'm working on is just like, Hey, have a lot of things to do today. Let's do, let's enjoy all of it to the best of my ability, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on mindset and how to go from a non-successful mindset or a scarcity mindset to a successful mindset or an abundance mindset? Um, don't think that there's going to be a, a, a switch that flips in your brain overnight. It's a lot of reading and a lot of getting around people who are abundance mindset, you know, and it's, it's weird at first. It's scary. And like, just like anything new, but, um, you know, there's, it's one of those things like, I can't see my daily success, but I can turn back a year and look at where I was and see that. Um, and abundance is very similar. There was never like one moment where I was like, oh yeah, everything is abundant, but it was like the repetition, hearing it over and over again in different books and different podcasts or from different people and just realizing, oh, it is. And like the more I the more I, I accept it, the more successful I am. I love that. And I feel the same way. The more that I go, okay, there's, this is going to be a lot of money here, but like I can create that and it's going to be okay. And like, if I put all this money in this thing and I lose it all, it's not going to kill me. It's going to make me stronger. I'm going to learn from it. That's good. Right. It's like, I have to have these talks with myself. Like I'm talking to a child sometimes because internally I'll, start to panic so that that's been helpful for me <laughs> yeah you gotta you know talk to that inner child so it's like the same thing where i was saying you know you're gonna feel scared and, and nervous like feel that like a, you know don't try and fight that don't try and fight your inner child like work with it instead of trying to work against it 
I love that. And it's so true. Like what you resist persists. So like that's, I'm, 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 I've been breathing through this stuff a lot more often now. Cause I've got a couple of coaches and it comes up a lot and it, it works. Don't, don't resist those feelings. Like don't pretend like they're not there, which is, that's all I was doing. Like my entire twenties was pretending like I wasn't scared and you know, whatever, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. vulnerable. So, and it was none of that was worth it. It would have been much better to enjoy life. Yeah. And, and, uh, enjoy life and accept your, you know, your, your personal assets and liabilities, right? Just okay. Well, this is, you know, my, uh, whatever, um, this is my issue, but like, and just, you know, loving yourself with that, with all the good and the bad that you perceive that that's what I, another thing I tell my 18 year old self. Yeah, that's a huge one. Um, because it is, it, you, most of us went to public school, so we know, hey, we got an A here, we're doing great. We got an F here. We have to work on this weakness to get it up to an A. We're not really taught, a lot of us, that it's okay to have a weakness and we don't have to work on that weakness if we don't want to. So sort of we're, we're taught that, hey, you need to get all of your weaknesses up to par and it's not really the truth, right? Like you'd mentioned earlier with your team, you're good at like, you know, a handful of things and your partners are good at the things that you're not good at. And so it's, it makes a good uh, synergy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got character defects, like accept them, you know, you, you can't hide from them. You can't fight them, accept them. And like, you know, work with them, like, uh, accept whatever, you know, and yeah, sure. You, it's a lifelong process to, you know, work on them, but you know, there's, there's, you'll never be perfect. You'll, you'll always be working on whatever character defects, but love yourself through that, you know? I do. Yeah. I love that. And, 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 you know, take it on as a challenge, like make it fun. Right. Might as well. Yeah. Um, if there was a key that, you know, unlocked or helped unlock success in your life, what would you say that key is? Uh, uh, <laughs> hmm. That, I mean, a, a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the abundance mindset, a lot of the not using or drinking or anything like that, you know, being sober completely. Um, for me, that works. I, I'm not saying everyone needs to do it, but man, I've, 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 I've done things, right? So like it, it works really well for me. Um, and then and I just say, you know, take action, like work, you know, even, even if you don't know what you're doing, I, I didn't know what I'm doing. I, a lot of times don't know what I'm doing. I have an idea of where I'm going, but I don't know exactly how to get there. So I'm just taking the next step, you know? Yeah, I do. We can't, uh, we don't have a crystal ball and uh, I'm just like you clean and sober is the only way that, you know, I will go. And, um, you know, I think if you haven't tried it, you might want to consider it. Right. But to each their own. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's been huge and uh, that's the way I'll stay. Um, 
So love that. Now, you know, with um, with that being said, as we are getting close to wrapping this up, and thank you again so much for your time, Tim. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Um, would you mind sharing with us one book recommendation and one tech recommendation that you enjoy? It could be a musical tech recommendation. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, okay. Hearing in right there. Yeah. So, mu- uh, music wise, I love Ableton. I'm like a diehard. I have been with Ableton for years and years and years. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, so many good plugins and whatnot that, oh, yeah. Um, so how about that? We'll say that. Um, well, let me pause you. Let me pause there. So I want to share. I had, I bought Ableton too. And this was like, I had a friend. Um, so this one friend of mine, he was in a band called Poor Bailey. And he had like a cello player who also would play like keyboard and stuff. And this guy, I can't remember his name, but um, he 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 was making electronic music and adding his cello and everything else in there. He brought me over to his house, like showed me how to use Ableton. I went and got it a couple days later. Had so much fun. I don't have it anymore, and you know I lost my recordings that I made with that. But um, I love like electronic music. We talked a bit about you know postal service and that kind of yeah. Really, yeah. even though I, I grew up in the '80s, right? This has been around for a while. A lot of like excellent like you know synth music and but um ableton is fun it's it's you can do anything with ableton though you could you know do you could record yourself like it's it's just a good digital audio workstation a da right so it's yeah there you go yeah you can use it for anything um it's great yeah and let's see what was the other one book book Uh, Um, yeah okay so i already said 10x is um 10x is easier than 2x i definitely recommend that um and for me i'm currently reading the e-myth revisited i know it's kind of a classic um but i am currently like one of my goals is to build out my in-house property management company which for the longest time it was just me and then it was just me and a bookkeeper and then it was just me and an on-site manager and now you know, I've got a couple uh, remote team members who are helping with that too. And so it's just building out my business. So I got people to work with me. Um, and yeah, like I'm the kind of person who will do some action and then be like, I don't know exactly what I want, but I know that I need this. Um, so I hired them and then, you know, I'm like reading about businesses and like, oh, I need to have SOPs. I need to have uh, 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 responsibilities and, and roles and responsibilities and blah, 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 all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's, you know, that's working out really well for me right now. Yeah. I think E-Myth is kind of a lot of about working yourself out of the business. You can work on it as opposed to in it. Right. And, um, that that's awesome. I, I did, I think that may have been the one that I read like a long time ago, but it's so jam packed with a lot of awesome information. It's, I, you know, need to go through it like multiple times, but, um, that's, yeah. that's really cool. Same with traction traction by Gino Wickman. I think, yeah, that's, it's a classic. Those are the classics that you like. And I read traction a couple of years ago and it didn't pertain to me because I didn't have a business. And I was like, man, okay. Like I get the idea, but I'm not there. I'm there now. So now it's time to implement. Right. So, yep. 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 That's, 
That's awesome. Well, um, you know, how can our audience support you? Can Is there a particular type of deal and a particular type of market that you're looking for that they could bring to you? I like mobile home parks in uh, landlord-friendly states. Um, I like mobile home parks within like five, 10 miles of a Walmart. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bring deals. Let's talk. You know, I, I want to help people. I know how to run them. I know how to work them. I know how to do some creative deal structures. So like if anyone wants to, you know, reach out calendly.com slash Woodbridge Capital, you know, you can schedule a, a meeting. We can talk. Um, if you got some money you want to throw into a deal, mobile home parks give great depreciation, great cost seg depreciation. So yeah, I mean, you know, I'm here. Hit, hit me up. Let's talk. Um, see how, how I can help you. Yeah, an audience right there that could be, you know, an, an, an I mean, it is an incredible opportunity. It could be a incredibly life changing opportunity for you. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for those for those parks in his buy box, and uh, you know, contact him. And with that being said, is that the best way for our audience if they want to connect with you is through your uh, calendly, calendly link? Uh, Y'all can hit me up on like Instagram, like Tim Woodbridge, I think. Um, or like Facebook, something like that. I'll, I'll give you, a, I don't want to say it's like Tim Woodbridge.54 or something. I hope that there's 53 other Tim Woodbridges, but whatever. Um, and then like I'm on LinkedIn too. I don't know. Um, you know, find me, connect, send a message, and let's start a conversation. Love it. Well, Tim, thank you so much. It's super awesome conversation. Like I literally would love this to go a couple more hours, um, you know, but that would be uh, selfish, but thanks again, you know, for your time and uh, for joining us today on another episode of the gentle art of crushing it. And so with that being said, I will go ahead and sign us out. Thank you all for listening or watching today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the gentle art of crushing it. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.